0: Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hemmer. All right, let's talk about Inbound. All right. All right. Hey, welcome to the Grow Up podcast. It's uh, Jason Parkinson and- And Mark Hemmer. Mark Hemmer the lovely Mark Hammer. Thanks for joining us. Um, We're talking about inbound marketing today, specifically four ways that inbound marketing can help you reach more customers. Inbound marketing is something that a lot of people know what that term is, but I know that there's probably a few listeners that don't know. It's true. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. But first, we're going to talk about how another disruption in an industry has just changed everything, specifically the sports industry. And so we're going to send things over to Christy Sparling. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Today we are looking at advanced analytics in sports. Being a scout for professional sports used to be all about intuition, a sharp eye for talent, and intangibles. But advanced analytics have disrupted the industry, empowering front offices to choose stats over scouts. The 2002 Oakland Athletics of Moneyball fame may be the most famous example. With the third lowest payroll in baseball, A's management used Sabre Metrics to field an efficient team that could compete with baseball's richest franchises. Now advanced analytics are a hot topic in every sport disrupting how talent is evaluated. That's another example of how technology has changed an industry. Jason? Thanks, Christy. So, inbound marketing. It sounds like such a buzzword. Yeah. It, it kinda is. It is. It's a little bit of a buzzword, but the concept behind it makes a lot of sense. I mean, people talk about content marketing. It's kind of along that same vein, except inbound marketing has kind of a defined process and funnel that you can that you can implement. Right. And so in a in a broader, kind of zoomed out sense, you can think of outbound marketing as marketing with a sledgehammer. Beating just, people over yeah. the head with your message. <laughs> Whether or not they're
1: looking for it at all, you just keep hitting them and, and hitting so them outbound and hitting you're them.
0: talking things like radio, TV, billboard... Newsprint, exactly. display ads online. These are the ads
1: on Hulu that you see, you know, ten thousand times before they let you interact your, your, yeah, your what you <laughs> want to do. Get yeah. back to your movie or TV show. Yeah. And yeah, they they don't really take into account what you're looking to do or whether or not you're ready to buy what they have. They're sure. just hoping that if they if they you know hammer enough people over the head with their message that eventually somebody's going to be worn down
0: enough to go buy it. Yeah. So that's outbound marketing. That's marketing outbound with marketing. a sledgehammer. Inbound
1: okay. marketing, in contrast, is kind of marketing with a magnet so instead of you taking your message and blasting it at other people you are crafting a message that other people are going to find helpful hmm. informative it's going to make their buying decision easier so as a result they're going to actually be attracted to your business they're going to find you they're going to come to you through search
0: engines through
1: content that you've written yeah. put out
0: on the internet that's a great that's a great um Great way to sum that up, Mark. And one, I guess I'll tell a quick story. So I, um, I needed to repair my dryer. Um, I am not super handy with, uh, with my hands. Um, I'll just put that out there. Um but my dryer stopped heating right so like mm. my wife was like hey the dryer doesn't heat up anymore that's what's going main, on that's it's main job it's so a big problem right yep. and so what I did was I turned uh, to the interwebs as one does and I started googling <laughs> things like uh, why won't my dryer heat right and I typed right. I probably that same phrase into google and the results I got led me to believe that oh it's my thermal sensor in my dryer is hmm. probably the thing those go out in dryers frequently and so I landed on a, a business webpage that was educating me about you know the thermal sensor that went out in my dryer and lo and behold this webpage sold thermal sensors okay, okay. so huh. if i could wait a couple days which my wife said i cannot wait a couple <laughs> days i would have probably just clicked there and bought a darn thermal sensor right from them but instead i had to find somewhere local that sold a thermal sensor Hmm. so again I turned to Google and I'm like where do I buy a thermal sensor for a Kenmore model you know XYZ whatever yeah and then I got some search results I was like okay so here's some places that sell thermal sensors locally I went I bought one came home tried to install it in my dryer I say tried because if you've ever tried to put a thermal sensor into your dryer and you run a marketing company the two (laughs) things just do not go well
1: together not not similar
0: skill sets yes my father could have done a phenomenal job Hmm. my brother would be great at that. Uh, Jason Parkinson, not so much. <laughs> but um, so I've got my dryer in pieces. I determine I am not going to be able to install this thermal sensor. So again, I turn to online and I'm like, mm-hmm. where's videos on how to install this thermal sensor or how do I install a thermal sensor? Or who can help me install a thermal sensor? I start looking for these things and lo and behold, get more information, um, looked at some YouTube videos. It helped me get it to a point. And then I decided, you know what? I can buy a dryer. way easier easier than I can repair this one. So that's what I ended up doing. I found a new dryer to buy. But (laughs) I tell the story because when you talk about marketing with a magnet, nowhere in my head was I looking or hearing or thinking about the company that sells thermal sensors right. or the company that sells new appliances. I didn't think about that at all. Um, I turned to the internet. I was looking for somebody to help me in my time of need. And lo and behold, the right content was presented to me. And I, I landed on these web pages. So with with inbound marketing, you would be the company
1: that would show up in that information when people go and search for it. So instead of, you know, spending a bunch of money to come up with a jingle that goes, you know, thermal sensors. And then okay, just- don't ever see- Sing again, launching Mark. that, <laughs> launching that out to ten thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on! There are worse singers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead you're creating valuable content that one lives as long as you want it to live on the internet. So in in the yeah. outbound example, the moment you stop paying to have that jingle run, that jingle goes away. Sure. With inbound marketing, you create content. You own it. You own that content. It and keeps then it working. sits there, yeah. keeps working, brings in traffic to your website. Most importantly, it helps your potential customers find what they're looking for. And as a result, they're a lot more likely to do business with you when yeah. they find that
0: they need you. So this has kind of been a movement, you know, over the past, I don't know, 10, 12 years now, the coin inbound marketing um, or the The term inbound marketing was coined in 2005. So Brian Halligan from HubSpot, he's the the CEO, co-founder of HubSpot, which is an inbound marketing software platform that, in complete transparency, OneFire helps uh, implement for customers. Um, But they, they coined this term, inbound marketing, and it was kind of, you know, just a slow crawl, started to show up in tiny, you know, blips and bleeps on the internet in 2007. And then by 2012 is where it really started to Grow and today, I think it's almost as familiar of a concept as something like SEO, search engine optimization. Yeah, I would agree. And content yeah, that's, marketing that's and inbound marketing are kind of these interchangeable terms, but um, there is a little bit of a different, um, you know, a different methodology that specifically the inbound um, term uh conveys. Sure. And so I wanna I want to walk through that, but one thing I'll do before I share those kind of four ways that inbound marketing helps you reach more customers. Um I just want to share this stat with you. Uh statistics show that leads that are derived from inbound marketing have a close rate of about 14.6%. And direct mail leads close about 1.7%. That's so close. To put it into perspective, direct mail is one of the oldest forms of outbound sledgehammer marketing of just beating people's mailboxes with your message and hoping that somebody needs your product and service. And if you send out enough of these, you know, postcards or mail pieces, you know, about 1.7% of those turn into actual business for you. An inbound lead, when somebody finds your business in their time of Need on their own accord by searching the internet for you, fourteen point six percent higher close rate for those leads that you get,
1: and that makes sense. People are more informed today; they're more empowered to go do their own research. The internet has really changed how we go about shopping for a product. Uh, you know, I'm I'm told I'm still I'm still relatively young, but you know. Way back in in the 90s, for example, you'd have to go to a store, find somebody that knew about the product you needed, and kind of chat them up about it. Ask them questions, yeah. Now, Can I get your sales brochure? Please? Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, I do everything in my power to avoid a salesperson, and instead, like Google tells me everything I need to know, so by the time I'm contacting a company, I... Have mm-hmm. almost
0: a, a full picture of what it is I'm looking for. Right. And when you do have to talk to a salesperson, you would much rather do it through online chat or some method that's not a face-to-face or phone call conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So inbound marketing, four ways that inbound marketing helps you reach more customers. It really breaks down into these four stages of what they look at as like the inbound marketing um, kind of funnel. Okay, so you think of a sales funnel and really uh, the inbound marketing movement is now more about a flywheel, which is essentially this design of putting all of your marketing actions around the customer. But for the sake of this podcast and explaining inbound and kind of these four specific um, phases, we're going to think of this as a. Funnel. Okay. And at the top of the funnel, you have this attract stage where you're trying to take strangers and turn them into visitors of your business. And there's some very tangible things that you can do in that phase to try and get strangers to turn into visitors. Sure. You can uh, obviously write blogs.
1: Yeah. Blog will posts show up when you're searching for answers you need. Social and media.
0: A, yeah. Social media. Anything that gets your website out there and drives traffic. And helps people see what it is that you are doing in their time of need. Yeah. Shows them helpful content, the value that you can provide. Absolutely. And so that's this kind of a track stage in order to, you know, to get a customer, you have to attract them to you in the first place. And so very tangible, specific actions that happen in that attract stage of of this inbound marketing funnel. The next part of that stage, the next part of the funnel is the convert stage. And you're trying to convert those visitors into leads. And so a visitor to a website is great. Like you may have, I don't know, 2,000, 2,500 visitors to your website every month, but who cares? How many of those visitors do you know their name and email and phone number? How many of those visitors actually turned into customers for you? I love Google Analytics that it gives you all this information about quantity of visitors But at the end of the day, I want to know who's on my website, right? You want to know if there's somebody that you should actually be talking to or if it's somebody that
1: just is, you know, has another motive for being there, maybe a competitor secret shopping you,
0: maybe a student doing research. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's some ways that you can take visitors that come to your website, capture their information so that they become leads. One of those ways are through things like calls to action. You can basically place calls to action throughout your website that entice visitors to take the next step to give you their contact info. And it doesn't have to be just a contact us page or a request a quote page. Right It can be content yeah. driven.
1: So if you if you were to compile a piece of premium content, let's say a case study, uh, an ebook, a checklist, something actionable. Uh, one, we work with an eye care company and we created a colorblind test for them. So this was something that if you go to their website, you can download this test, take it in your own home, and that's something of value. It's something you're more likely to give up your contact information for. instead of just, hey, hand over your email it's in exchange for you sending us your for you giving us your email we're going to email you this valuable thing that you want yeah so it's it looks less like i'm collecting your information and more like i just need some way to send you this piece of content you've
0: requested Yeah. And you know, if the content is valuable enough, people will share their information with you. Mm -hmm. And if they think that you can help them as a provider, they will share their information with you. But people go through these different stages of their kind of buyer's journey and not everybody is always ready to make a decision about a company right out of the gate. Sure. So being able to capture information early, provide valuable and like nurture it, those leads and nurture them. So, for now. example, if I could have landed on one website that had here's the guide to how to change the step by step guide to changing your thermal sensor. Like I would have been like, yes, you <laughs> would have been all me, about that. At that here, moment. you can yeah. have my name, my email, my credit card. I'll, I'll pay five dollars for that. Like give me <laughs> the information. And, you know, they could have captured that that lead. Um, so that's kind of the convert stage. It's all about taking visitors that are on your website, converting them into tangible leads for you. Let's talk about closing. The next stage in this funnel is closing the close stage and one of the most important stages is how do you take a lead and close them into a customer and there are some things you can do with this inbound sales inbound marketing uh, methodology to be able to do that and you know putting in place some automation and some lead some lead nurturing is a great way to do that
1: sure so for example you might set up uh, an email sequence And the first email will, you know, kind of reference why they were on the site in the first place, or maybe the content offer they downloaded. And you can then follow that up with, hey, maybe you'd like to see some similar information or... Hey, you know, anything that starts working them closer to a buying decision. And a lot of this is out of your hands. Like you can automate it so that you can send that first email and then the system will take over and it will know based on their response whether or not to send a follow
0: up email, whether or not to refer it on to your salesperson to make a phone call. Yeah. Marketing automation software can really help this this whole methodology.
1: Yeah. You you can let the software make that determination. So you're not sitting there with a big spreadsheet full of leads determining what you need to do that
0: day. Yeah. And and when you talk about a spreadsheet of leads, let's talk about a CRM. That's part of this closed stage here is the in the inbound marketing methodology. And, and you know, we talked a lot about CRMs in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that with a CRM that integrates with your marketing automation so that you can really see here's my lead. Here's what we've sent that lead. Here's the actions that lead has taken on our website. And then here is, you know, logically the next step I should take as a salesperson to close this. It's just a game changer in terms of being able to to really have a good sense of what my leads are doing and what I should do as a salesperson to close them into a customer and be helpful along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Not just beat them up with, here's my product or service, but give them more helpful information that will help them you know, solve their, their problems or challenges. Sure, who doesn't want to go back and give their business to whoever was most helpful to them? Yeah. And so the fourth way that inbound marketing helps you reach more customers is in this delight stage. And so essentially, when you think about this inbound marketing funnel, customers um, and actually companies, so when you think about this inbound marketing funnel, companies that are doing really well um, are already delighting their customers. They're making happy customers. Right. So this should be a pretty easy stage where you're taking customers and then delighting them into promoters, where they're gonna share their word of mouth experience through online reviews, through telling their friends, all of those different things when you're doing a really great thing in your company. And this is where social media comes into play. If you can, you know, capture people's feedback and then share that out on social media. If you can listen on social media to customers and if they have any issues, be able to respond um, and, you know, get ahead of that. In fact, we should probably do a whole episode on, you yeah, know, I, I would reputation management and social media. Um, but all of those little things that can be done. um you know, to help you turn customers into promoters of your brand, uh, you know, really can be done through email, social media and then online review sites, too. Yeah. And absolutely. then the end goal is you take those promoters and they in turn bring in more word of mouth strangers into the website. They feed the attract stage and the whole funnel starts over again. It starts over again. And so when you think about inbound, um, you know, I'll let Mark share his takeaway in a second. But when you think about inbound, the, the big thing I want you to think about is instead of beating people over the head with your product or service over and over. And there's a place for that. If you open a brand new store, like you need to get the word out that you're going you to be people there. people to know you exist. If, you, mm-hmm. if, if you're in the restaurant industry and you've got, you know, uh, the best burger in town, by all means, throw up a billboard so that somebody driving by that's hungry at lunch will make that decision. I will come try that. Yeah, but there are also a lot of ways where, you know, companies that have some different um, types of products and services, inbound is so much more effective for them.
1: Yeah. In particular, and here's the here's the takeaway, taking an inbound approach to your marketing and creating content that draws people in is often more effective for companies that have a complex product or service. Something that needs explanation. Yeah. Right? Something that a billboard and or a radio spot's not going to be able to convey
0: in, in kind of a, a sound bite or a, a couple of lines of text. Yeah. No, I think that's great. So thanks so much for listening to the Grow Up Podcast. Next week we're on the road. We're taking the show to Boston. Uh pretty excited about this. Woo. And I wanted to, you know, do the the podcast all about inbound marketing this week because Mark and I are actually going to be with our team on site in Boston at the inbound twenty eighteen conference.
1: Inbound is such a huge conference. It's all about, uh, you know, marketing best practices, uh, some sales best practices. There are a lot of cool keynote speakers every year. Sure. And so there's
0: about, you know, 21,000 or so people that attend this. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to do an episode live from the uh, the club inbound floor. And we've got a couple It'll of uh, Yeah. A couple of representatives from HubSpot going to be joining us on the podcast next week. Uh, and we're going to try and uh, Facebook live that podcast episode, too, on Thursday when we uh, when we've got that. Uh, up and going so anyway s- super excited about next week uh pray for safe travels for us i me on an airplane is always a scary sight uh, mark <laughs> but thanks again for listening and uh, as always rate and review us in the itunes store as well thanks everybody
1: thanks for listening
0: to grow up for more information about the topics discussed in today's show visit onefire.com slash grow up this has been a one fire production